0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. Now in this episode, we're going to deal with a very important question. And that question is, who do you think would win in a fight between a bear and a shark so the bear that could be like a grizzly bear or a polar bear or a black bear you know kind of you know very big animal uh very dangerous they're very strong uh they've got big claws and big teeth they kind of live in the forest a bear right you know what that is a bear right not a beer no because that's something you drink isn't it a beer but this here i'm talking about a bear you know a grizzly bear for example who would win between a bear on one hand and a shark right so shark that's like a a, a big fish with big teeth if you've seen the movie jaws by Steven spielberg you'll know the music shark right a shark a big fish like a great white shark or a tiger shark or a bull shark these are those huge fish they're ancient they're millions of years old Uh, they've been around since the dinosaurs they're incredible animals because they can swim really fast and they will eat you if you go in the water right actually they probably won't eat you because they prefer to eat things like seals and and other fish but anyway that's the that's the situation so in this podcast this is what you are going to hear first i'm going to tell you what i'm talking about because you're probably thinking luke what's the matter with you have you lost your mind have you finally gone crazy what are you talking about well the fact is um i went crazy a long time ago um i didn't really of course i'm i'm completely uh, sane um yes so um what are you talking about that's what you're thinking well i'll tell you about that in a moment Second, we're going to listen to a a Canadian stand-up comedian talking about the question of of who would win between a bear and a shark, and it's very—it's a lot of fun. And thirdly, I'll help you to understand um, the things that that comedian says. And fourth, um, we are going to look at an expert's opinion. So, um, what does an expert think? Who really would? win in a fight between a bear and a shark? Okay, so firstly, what am I talking about? Well, this is just a fun question. It's just a silly debate. It's just fun to discuss something which is ridiculous and impossible. I'm not really, really going to have a fight between a bear and a shark. It's impossible. You couldn't do it. Um, But it's just fun to discuss it. This is the sort of thing that I might talk about with my friends in the pub it's just um just like a light hearted conversation so For example, we'd be sitting in the pub and someone would ask a ridiculous question like this. And then we'd kind of seriously discuss it like, okay, yeah, who would win in a bet between a bear and a shark? Well, the bear, you know, they they're tall and strong and they've got big claws. So maybe he'd be able to grab the shark and like bite the shark. But then, you know, sharks are, are really good swimmers and it would be able to like swim around the bear. And maybe if the shark bit the bear once, then the bear's probably going to lose a leg or lose an arm cuz those sharks have got big teeth. Um so yeah, actually it's quite even. It's quite evenly matched. Who really would win? It's like a difficult uh, thing to work out cuz like the bear might not be able to to walk properly in the water, but the shark maybe won't have enough water to be able to swim well. Um so yeah, that that would be an interesting fight to see what would really happen. Um now, obviously, I'm not being serious. I'm not seriously thinking about fighting a bear and a shark um, because, I, you know, I love animals and I don't want animals to be to kill each other or anything. It's just a conversation. So I understand if you're an animal lover, then you might be a little bit upset about this idea. But um, I don't mean to offend anyone with this. It's just a bit of fun, okay? So, um it just raises questions like how would you do it which animal really is the best which is stronger or more skillful than than the other one Um, what would be a fair match like how would you organize the conditions to make the match fair for example you'd need perhaps um, you'd need to organize a like a level playing field in some way like you'd need to organize it so that perhaps there was enough water for the shark to be able to swim But not too much water, so that the bear couldn't stand up. So the water would have to be like deep enough for the shark to swim in it, but shallow enough for the bear to be able to walk around and um, you know do things, right? Um, And how would you actually encourage the two animals to fight? Because first of all, bears and sharks don't really meet each other very often in real life. so how would you actually get the two animals together and how would you then encourage them to fight with each other? Cuz probably they would meet each other and they and the bear would think, "Oh, I, I don't want to have a fight with a shark. Why would I want to do that?" You know, and the shark's kind of going, "Um, no, nah, I'd rather just swim around and try and eat some fish or something." You know, they they're not going to want to fight each other. So how would you actually encourage them to fight? I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions, but it's quite fun to discuss them just for a bit of a laugh, really. Um, So, um, oh, by the way, the the bear versus shark thing, it's not just something that I talk about with my friends. No, in fact, I think that people, like particularly young people, people who have got nothing better to do um, might talk about this kind of thing Um, lots of people in in the UK I know talk about this I've I've heard many people talking about this conversation um, when they're just having fun and um, I know that people in America have discussed this question as well Um, for example there's a um, there's there's even a book about this Um, there was a, a novel published in 2001 Uh, by um, chris bachelder or chris bachelder and uh, the book actually takes this question of who would win between a bear and a shark and develops it into a full story in which you look at a society in which they have actually created a fight between a bear and a shark and it's a huge media event a bit like something like the X Factor, or a bit like big, um, high-profile sporting matches. The fact is, in the book, they use computer-generated bears and sharks. So it's not real bears and sharks. It's They use um, like uh, uh, computer-generated ones. And uh, the book itself is a kind of satire about um, the way that the media has really kind of taken over everybody's lives to the point where they publicise and hype um, ridiculous um, entertainment events so much that that's the only thing that people know about. They don't get any news. They don't get any serious um, news from the TV or from the radio. It's just coverage of the, the fight between the bear and the shark. So it's a kind of, um, a critical, um, satire of how society can be dominated by trivial things in the media. Okay. Now the irony is that here is now me creating, uh, this discussion in the form of a podcast. So in a way I'm making this story come true, but, um, anyway, it's still just fun, fun thing to talk about. Um, there's also a band in America, a rock band, um, they're like a post-hardcore band from America, and they're called Bear vs. Shark, so they're obviously inspired by this, um, this question as well. In fact, they named their band after the question. So, um, now, recently, uh, last week, I went to see a stand-up comedian. His name is Tony Law. He's from Canada, and he was doing a comedy show in London. I went to see him with a couple of friends. And one of the things he talked about in his show was this question. Who would win in a fight between a bear and a shark? And he was really, really funny. I really enjoyed listening to him talking about this question in a funny way. Now, Tony Law's style is to be a bit ridiculous. Um, he, it's hard to describe really what's funny about him. And I suppose mainly it's subjective. What I, find, what I find funny, you might not find funny, for example. Um, but anyway, I thought that I would share some of his comedy with you in this episode. So I managed to find some extracts of his comedy show on YouTube, and I've downloaded them, and I'm going to put the audio into this podcast. So now you're going to listen to Tony Law from Canada talking about Who would win in a fight between a bear and a shark? Now, um, let's see if you can follow it. Follow what he's saying. Um, Do you find it funny? Um, If you don't find it funny, that's fine. But um, do you understand everything he's talking about? Um, So listen to this uh, bit of comedy from Tony Law. And afterwards, I'll help you understand everything hopefully then you will understand it just like a native speaker would understand it and you really would be able to appreciate the comedy and what he's talking about so ladies and gentlemen please welcome mr tony law
0: now another fun thing to do if you've got the money and you got the time it's well worth your while if you could organize yourself a fight between a black bear and a shark <laughs> Now, what you're going to need to get started off with is a shallow little wading pool, okay? Now, any old wading pool will do, but I prefer one with aluminum siding, or aluminum, if you will. (laughs) And most of you do. (laughs) Get that nice and set up. Now, this is important. Make sure you put sandbags around the outside of it, because you're going to put a lot of weight in there, okay? All right. (laughs) So... Now, some of you are ahead of me, you're, all, you're thinking, you're saying, Tone, we're gonna need to fill that up with a water, aren't we? Yes, we are. So you introduce your garden hose or weirdly long tap. I don't know your homes. I don't know how much you like DIY. So, so you get that nice and full of water. Now you wanna, you're gonna wanna introduce your shark, aren't you? Yeah, of course, yeah. So, now you're gonna need a buddy for this. Always buddy up, because sharks, they're heavy, aren't they? You get your shark and you bring him in, right? Because I use a tiger shark for this. They're just, they're more bitey. They're more bitey, and it helps the whole process along. So you put him in there, let him acclimatize himself. Now, that won't take very long, because that's a small pool, and he's a big fish, isn't he? So you get him in there, right? Let him acclimatize himself, right? And then you go into the house, and you get your paints. Oil paints are the best for this. And you come out, and you paint that shark up to look like a salmon. (laughs) You know honey we should do more dangerous art. I know. <laughs> ah. All right? Now you're going to want to introduce your black bear, right? Now listen, hey, once you've done it my way once, you can change it up, use any kind of bear you want. Polar bear, grizzly. First time, try it with a black bear. Okay? So you bring <laughs> You bring in your black bear now. He's a bear, isn't he? And he's going to look down now and that's definitely going to be the largest salmon he's ever seen in his life. It's not gonna stop him. He's just gonna go, oh all my bare Christmases have come at once. He's gonna look down and he's just gonna go, he's gonna go, mmm. That's a big motherfucking salmon right there. Shit. I'm gonna eat that fucking salmon right up. Mmm, that's a tasty looking big motherfucking salmon there. I said what I said. I'm going to eat that salmon up because i will built up an appetite with the ladies. <laughs> mm. Now listen, you can get your black bear from anywhere in the world. You don't need to make his voice quite so racist. <laughs> Smarten up. You know, be more xenophobic about it. Get yourself a Russian bear. Oh boy, look at the size of that salmon. I can't wait to eat it. You know, or a Polish bear. Oh boy, I sound exactly like Russian bear. I can't wait to eat it. You know, or get yourself a Chinese bear. I'm not going there, am I? Doesn't matter how good you think your Chinese voice is, it isn't. It never is, is it? I mean, there's some accents you just stay away from, aren't they? you know, like Chinese and all of its affiliates, Who don't go there. Those aren't for you, unless you're Chinese, or you know, someone in your family's Chinese. You know, and then knock yourself out. (laughs) Same thing, Indian subcontinent. Ooh, danger lurks there. Don't do those accents. Unless you're Indian, you know, your parents are. We've all got a white friend who's done his Indian accent, haven't we? At some point in your life. It's never worked out, has it? Artistically or morally. It's all like, oh, he's doing the voice. Oh. Starts out in Trinidad and Tobago. Moves over to Wales for a bit. And then fucks off up to Sunderland for a while. Oh, while everyone feels a bit dirty and needing a bath. Oh, well, you don't say anything, do you? He won't learn, will he? If he says something, he'll never learn. He'll only learn by everyone going...
1: Okay, that's not the end because in the next video uh, Tony carries on to tell us exactly what would happen if the bear attacked the shark
0: and he just sees it and he just goes straight in with that left paw doesn't he big mistake black bear ah pulls back a stump that's not gonna heal in a hurry but like I said brave noble creature and he thinks I've got one good paw left I'm going in second mistake black bear ah pulls back a stump now he's fucked isn't he a black bear with no front paws. He's losing a lot of blood, but luckily he spent some time in the Moscow State Circus, so he can balance on his hind two feet. <laughs> and if there's a little kitty's bicycle around, he could probably just wheel around on that too. <laughs> he's not gonna have the glorious victory he was hoping for now. Now he's gotta he's gotta like do little nips in the in the shark's ass. Just little nips, little nips, little nips. And I wish there was an exciting way for that to finish, uh, but it takes about eight hours for the shark to bleed to death. <laughs>
1: Okay, and that's the end of his version of that question. Okay, I wonder what you thought of uh, Tony Law. Did you understand what he was talking about? I wonder. Maybe you enjoyed it a lot. Who knows? I have no idea of knowing, since uh, you are probably sitting on the other side of the world somewhere and maybe uh, listening to this um, on your iPhone or something like that. I have no idea what you're thinking at this point, but I'm going to carry on anyway. So, let's go into a little bit of detail about exactly what tony law said in his stand-up bit okay so i think what i'm going to do is just yeah i've written down some bits of language that he uses and so let's listen to him again and i'm going to stop the recording at some points and explain what he's just said and i'll i'll um um, highlight features of pronunciation uh, bits of vocabulary that he's using and so on okay so let's get started let's do that then shall we okay then let's do that oh and by the way uh i will put a transcript of tony law's um, stand-up bit on the website so you can read it while you're listening to it how's that that's brilliant isn't it yes it is okay what did tony law say let's find out Okay, that was just like a little piece of music i think it was in c uh, major anyway yeah you didn't really need to know that did you no <laughs> okay
0: now another fun thing to do if you've got the money and you have got the time it's well worth your while if you could organize yourself a fight between a black bear and a shark
1: if you've got the money if you've got the time it's well worth your while it's well worth your while means it's worth doing. It's worth spending time on it. It's really worth your while uh, listening to Luke's English podcast. I think you'll agree.
0: <laughs> now, what you're going to need to get started off with is a shallow little waiting pool. Now, what you're going to need to
1: get started off with... But he says, like, now, what you going to need to get started off with... So what you're going to need to get started off with is a shallow little wading pool shallow you know it means the opposite of deep little well it's easy and a sh- um a wading pool a wading pool is a bit like um you know in the back garden Um, if you have children if the weather's hot and sunny you might get a little wading pool or a paddling pool it's not big enough to be a swimming pool but it's big enough for like the children to play around in the water you just um, set it up in the back garden and you fill it full of water and the kids can play around with it but it's it's much smaller than a swimming pool so what you're going to need to get started off with is a shallow little wading pool yeah to get started off with Hmm. So to get started off, you're going to need a shallow little wading pool. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, okay. Now any old wading pool will do, but I prefer one with aluminum siding or aluminum, if you will.
1: So any wading pool will do, but I prefer one with aluminum. No, he said, I prefer one with aluminum siding. So he means that the sides of the wading pool should be made of um, aluminum, but he says aluminum siding or aluminium, if you will. And um, that's because between American English and British English, they pronounce the words differently. So in Canada or in America, they'd say aluminum. And in in Britain, we'd say aluminium. So he says uh, aluminium or aluminium, if you will. And if you will, it's a bit like saying if you like. So or if that's what you do, and you can use it when you're perhaps describing something in a, in a, in a way that um, your listeners might um, use it. So if you'd say, you might say, oh, you could use um, sort of an, alum, an, alum, an, an aluminium um, bowl or aluminium, if you will. Um, so if you will, it's just another way of saying if you like or if, if that's how you say it.
0: Now, any old wading pool will do, but I prefer one with aluminium siding or aluminium, if you will. <laughs> and most of you do that and most of
1: you do I think he's referring to the fact that everyone in the audience is British and so they all do say uh, aluminium it's very funny I'm sure it was funny at the time
0: get that nice and set up
1: get that nice and set up so obviously get that set up get that ready but that expression nice and something nice and set up um nice and something so it'd be like um serve the tea nice and hot and that would mean serve the tea hot enough so that it's nice so nice and ready would be ready and in a good way
0: well, this is important make sure you put sandbags around the outside of it because you're going to put a lot of weight in there okay <laughs> all right yeah. so
1: So make sure you put sandbags around the outside of it. Sandbags, well, these are bags of sand. We use them, um, the army use them to create defences, don't they? Um, So make sure you put a lot of sandbags around the side because you're going to put a lot of weight in there, aren't you? All right.
0: Now, some of you are ahead of me. You're, all, you're, thinking, you're saying, Tone, we're going to need to fill that up with water, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> so you introduce your garden hose or weirdly long tap. I don't know your homes.
1: So to fill up the paddling pool, you're going to need uh, a lot of water. So you introduce your garden hose. A hose is like a flexible rubber pipe, which you use to transfer water. Um, from the kitchen perhaps um, or from a tap um, in the the back of your house Uh, you transfer water through the hose into the garden a fireman uses a hose in order to fight fire right so it's like a long rubber tube so in order to fill up the gardening uh, in order to fill up the uh, paddling pool you're going to need a long garden hose or an extra long tap and he says i don't know your home's because he's saying, I don't know if you have a, a hose or an extra long tap. I think the extra long tap joke is funny because he's doing, like, a physical movement. So if you see him on the video, he's actually doing the movement of, like, bringing a ta- uh, bringing a hose across. Um, so, I don't know. It's just a funny joke about the way he's moving his hand. Just a mime joke, I suppose.
0: I don't know how much you like DIY. So... <laughs>
1: I don't know how much you like DIY. DIY means do it yourself and it's the expression we use to refer to uh when people do work on their home, so putting up shelves or fixing things in the home, do it yourself. It's like doing your own decorating in the house. Um so I don't know how much you like DIY. He's referring to DIY because he's talking about um you know i don't know what your home is like if you have a hose or a
0: long tap so you get that nice and full of water now you want to, you're going to want to introduce your shark aren't you yeah of course yeah so you now you're going to need a buddy for this always buddy up because sharks they're heavy aren't they you get your shark and you bring him in
1: you're going to need a buddy for this a buddy is like an american word to mean friend um so you're going to need a buddy for this so buddy up if you buddy up, it means you kind of um, find a friend to help you. So you kind of get together with a friend in order to do something. So you buddy up, okay? Uh, because sharks, they're heavy, aren't they? Yes, they are. Okay, so obviously you'll need two people in order to carry the shark because they're, they're pretty big and heavy.
0: Because right. I use a tiger shark for this. They're just, they're more bitey. So he uses a tiger
1: shark because they're more bitey. Now, bitey isn't really an adjective. It's not really a word. He's kind of created that word. You know, in the way that you might say windy, because there's lots of wind, or rainy, because there's lots of rain. In the same way, he's saying bitey, because they bite a lot. So apparently tiger sharks are more bitey.
0: They're more bitey, and it helps the whole process along. So you put him in there, let him acclimatise himself. Now, that won't take very long, because that's a small pool, and... He's a big fish, isn't he?
1: Let him acclimatise himself. To acclimatise yourself means to get used to the climate. So in the same way that when you arrive in a new country, if it's very hot, for example, you might say, God, you know, it's really difficult to acclimatise. It means it's just difficult to get used to the climate or the temperature. So he said, it's going to give him a chance, give the shark a chance to acclimatise. Now, that's not going to take very long because... um, that he's a big shark and has a very small pool. So he's basically saying that because the shark is big and the, and the amount of water is very small, it'll, it won't take him very long to get used to the temperature of the water. In fact, the water temperature would change quite quickly.
0: So you get him in there, right? Let him acclimatise himself, right? And then you go into the house and you get your paints. Oil paints are the best for this. And you come out and you paint that shark up to look like a salmon. <laughs>
1: OK, so he's suggesting that then you have to go into the house and get some oil paints, um, oil paints. So these are paints that are based in oil. You know, you have different types of paint, oil paint, acrylic paint, which is like synthetic um, in some way, um, watercolor paint. So he's saying you should go into the house and get some oil paints and paint these the shark to make it look like a salmon now that's funny because obviously the bear is then going to think it's a big salmon
0: (laughs) you know honey we should do more dangerous art (laughs) I know honey we
1: should do more dangerous art so there he's like maybe talking to his girlfriend or his wife um, and sort of saying hey darling we should do more dangerous art so just the concept of dangerous art is (laughs) just funny you know dangerous art so obviously painting um, a shark a tiger shark to make it look like a salmon using oil paints in your back garden i think that's like dangerous art yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right now you're going to want to introduce your black bear right now listen hey once you've done it my way once you can change it up use any kind of bear you want polar bear grizzly first time try it with a black bear Okay, so you bring, you bring in your black bear. Now, he's a bear, isn't he? And he's gonna look down now. And that's definitely gonna be the largest salmon he's ever seen in his life. It's not gonna stop him. He's just gonna go, ooh, all my bear Christmases have come at once.
1: All my Christmases have come at once. That's like when all of your Christmases happen at one time. So you get all of your presents, all of your gifts, all come at the same time. So it's like, wow, all my Christmases have come at once. Uh, as it Because like this big salmon is like a perfect gift for him to eat. So, wow, all my bear Christmases have come at once. Now, at this point, Tony starts to talk about accents, actually, because he's decided to give this black bear... Um, a kind of a black American accent so he's like oh yeah yeah that kind of thing now it's kind of borderline racist but he knows that it's borderline racist so it's no problem but it's just interesting because he starts to talk about accents and um, how doing different accents can be culturally a little bit difficult
0: he's gonna look down and he's just gonna go he's gonna go mm, that's a big motherfucking salmon right there <laughs> Shit. (laughs) I'm going to eat that fucking salmon right up.
1: Now, this is a kind of um, like a sort of a black American gangster's voice or something. So, obviously, not all black American people sound like this. No, no way. But this is a kind of like stereotype of um, a kind of black American gangster. Um, you know, from maybe like a 1970s movie, that, oh yeah, I'm gonna eat that
0: salmon right up, oh yeah. Mmm, that's a tasty looking big motherfucking salmon there. I said what I said. Okay, he's
1: still playing around with this kind of, um, like, black guy's voice. Oh yeah, I said what I said. Which is a kind of cliche of the way that uh, maybe sort of black American gangsters or rappers might might speak shit that's big motherfucking salmon shit that kind of thing now obviously not all black people in america speak like that um it's it's like the sort of um uh, um how do you describe it kind of like a, a 70s movie kind of black exploitation movie kind of character like maybe someone from the movie shaft if you know about the movie shaft it's a sort of classic um movie about a detective from harlem and he kind of speaks like that it's like shit that's a that's what big motherfucking salmon shit okay so it's just he's just having fun with accents and now he starts to talk about how possibly when you do accents it can be a little culturally insensitive possibly racist or something like that it's very clever the way tony law does this because he starts to deal with a very sensitive topic and yet he manages to keep it very funny without offending anyone. He's very good.
0: Mm, I'm going to eat that salmon up because I build up an appetite with the ladies. <laughs> mm. Now listen, you get your black bear from anywhere in the world. You don't need to make his voice quite so racist. <laughs> Smarten up.
1: Okay, so he's saying you could get your black bear from anywhere in the world. You don't have to make its voice sound so racist. Smarten up smarten up is like get smart get wise get clever don't be stupid smarten up or in, in canada be like smarten up okay
0: you know be more xenophobic about it get yourself a russian bear
1: be more xenophobic about it if you're xenophobic it means you're kind of scared or of, of of people from different countries so it's like you're fearful of foreign people it's like basically If you're xenophobic, it means you don't like people from different countries or you don't like people from somewhere else, not your country. So he's he's saying, maybe, yeah, be more xenophobic about it. Now, he's being ironic. He doesn't really mean that you should be xenophobic. He's just being ironic. Um, So he says, yeah, you should be more xenophobic about it. Get yourself a Russian bear.
0: You know, be more xenophobic about it. Get yourself a Russian bear. Oh, boy, look at the size of that salmon. I can't wait to eat it.
1: Okay, and there's a kind of cliché Russian accent. So it's just a cliché accent. um, And now he does like a cliché Polish accent, which sounds exactly like the Russian accent. So I don't think he's making fun of people's accents. No, he's definitely not making fun of accents. He's making fun of the way in which people sometimes copy different accents. So the joke here about Russian and Polish accents is that most, say, American or Canadian or English people... They don't really know the difference between a Russian accent and a Polish accent. So whenever anyone does a Russian accent or a Polish accent, they sound exactly the same um, to most American, Canadian or English people. So that really shows about that shows us how um, insensitive or ignorant uh, most English, American or Canadian people are about different accents. Okay,
0: you know, or a Polish bear. Oh boy! I sound exactly like Russian bear. I can't wait to eat it. You know, or get yourself a Chinese bear. Now he's actually
1: testing the boundaries of what is acceptable, and the fact is that it seems that a kind of European, like white English or like American Canadian person, for some reason it's socially quite acceptable to do a Russian accent or a Polish accent, even if they're bad accents. And yet, it's really bad, it's really inappropriate to do a Chinese accent. That's somehow racist. So he says, oh, you could get your black bear from China. And there's a long pause. And then he says, but I'm not going there. So he's saying, I'm not going to do a Chinese accent, because if I do a Chinese accent, I'm going to come across as a bit racist. And Tony isn't racist at all. He's a really nice guy. So again, he's playing with the idea that doing some accents is acceptable and yet doing other accents seems racist. And why?
0: I'm not going there, am I? Doesn't matter how good you think your Chinese voice is, it isn't.
1: Doesn't matter how good you think your Chinese voice is, it isn't. So it doesn't matter how good you think your Chinese voice is it isn't so he's saying that even if you think your chinese voice is brilliant it isn't it's terrible so he's saying again that most people can't do a chinese accent and if they try to do it they just sound racist okay um so that's the joke it's not a joke about different accents it's a joke about the way people try to do different accents as a joke
0: it never is is it (laughs) I mean, there's some accents you just stay away from, aren't they? You're like Chinese and all of its affiliates. Who don't go there. Those aren't for you, unless you're Chinese or, you know, someone in your family's Chinese. You know, and then knock yourself out.
1: So, yeah, he's saying there are some accents that you stay away from, some accents that you avoid, because if you do them, it just seems inappropriate. Um, And um, unless, of course, you're you're Chinese or your parents are Chinese, then knock yourself out. Knock yourself out means just go for it. Just relax. Just do whatever you want. Just knock yourself out. So you might say knock yourself out to a guest. Like you say, oh, um, you know, feel free to just, you know, take some food from the fridge. Just just relax. Watch TV. Just knock yourself out. Okay. Um, On the subject of the accents which are acceptable or not that's interesting um some might say that if you copy any accent from any country that it's rude but it seems that it's okay for example to do for me to do an american accent perhaps although some americans might be offended by it um like yeah if i do a scottish accent that seems to be acceptable but if I was to do, let's say, yeah, like a Japanese accent or Chinese accent or an Indian accent, then I would come across as being, like, really inappropriate. It's interesting, that, that certain accents are acceptable for me to do or for an English or American or Canadian person to do, and yet some of them aren't. It's just interesting.
0: <laughs> Same thing, Indian subcontinent. Ooh, danger lurks there. <laughs> don't do those accents, unless you're Indian, you know, your parents are, I don't know. We've all got a white friend who's done his Indian accent, haven't we? At some point in your life, it's never worked out, has it? (laughs) Artistically or morally. It's all like, oh, he's doing the voice,
1: oh. Now he's describing a situation in which, like, a white friend has um, done an accent, maybe an Indian accent, and everyone is kind of disappointed. So they're like, oh God, he's doing the voice again. As if to say oh oh! he shouldn't be doing that it just seems a bit wrong and uh, now he starts to talk about the way that an average white person's Indian accent is not very good and starts out in Trinidad and Tobago Trinidad and Tobago is in the West Indies or the Caribbean and um, so they have a particular accent which is very different from the Indian accent but the fact is that most white people's Indian accent isn't very good it might Change Uh, it might sound more like a Caribbean accent, it might sound accent or an accent from like the north of England. So, the accents that white people do when they're trying to copy an Indian accent would be so bad that they would the accent would travel to many different places um, because it just sounds it's places.
0: uh. Starts out in Trinidad and Tobago, (laughs) moves over to Wales for a bit. And then fucks off up to Sunderland for a while. Oh, well, everyone feels a bit dirty and (laughs) needing a bath. Oh, you don't say anything, do you?
1: But you don't say anything, do you? So now he's criticising the people who don't actually uh, stop this guy from doing a bad Indian accent. Instead, they just sit there feeling uncomfortable, feeling dirty. But they don't stop him. No, and if they stopped him, he would learn, but he doesn't learn.
0: He won't learn will he if you say something he'll never learn he'll only learn by everyone going
1: uh. so he's being sarcastic here and he's saying that uh, of course he will um only learn if everyone goes mm, which is the opposite of what's true in fact people should tell him that's a terrible accent you should stop then he'll learn in the next part of the recording you hear tony continuing by talking about what would really happen if the bear attacked the shark, okay?
0: <laughs> and he just sees it, and he just goes straight in with that left paw, doesn't he? Big mistake, black bear. Ah, pulls back a stump. So he just sees it, and he goes straight
1: in with that left paw. So it's like his a paw is a bear's hand. So we say that a bear has, has a paw, or paw, paws. Dogs have paws. Cats have paws. P-A-W-S a paw is uh, the hand for an animal like a bear so he goes he goes straight in with that left paw so he attacks the shark with the left paw uh, but then he brings back a stump a stump would be like for example a tree stump is just the the um just the trunk of the tree so if you chop down a tree if you chop a tree down you're left with a tree stump at the bottom so a stump is like something that's left after something has been chopped off. So if the bear attacks the shark with its left paw and it, and it brings back a, it pulls up a stump, this is because when it attacked the shark, the shark bit the bear's paw off. And so all that's left is a stump of a bear's arm left without a hand on the end. So the bear goes straight in, attacks with his left paw, pulls back a stump
0: that's
1: not gonna heal in a hurry that's not going to heal in a hurry heal is when um, a wound or an injury gets better right so that's not going to heal in a hurry means that's not going to get better very quickly yeah if you do something in a hurry you do it quickly so that's not going to heal in a hurry so here is the joke here is that he's using understatement understatement so you'd say that's not going to heal in a hurry if you had like a fairly like light cut on your hand maybe a slightly bad cut on your hand and you go oh god that's not going to heal in a hurry like um, but if you lost your whole hand or arm to a shark of course it's ridiculous to say well that's not going to heal in a hurry it's never going to heal really because he's lost his hand so it's understatement that's the that's the joke there really
0: But like I said, brave, noble creature. And he thinks, I've got one good paw left. I'm going in. Second mistake, black bear. Ah, pulls back a stump. Now he's fucked, isn't he?
1: Okay, so um, he goes in with the second paw, unlucky. Pulls back another stump. So obviously he's just lost his other paw to the shark. The shark has bitten his other paw. And he goes, now he's fucked, isn't he? So if someone is fucked it means that they are in a very bad situation. Obviously, rude word, ladies and gentlemen, rude word fucked. Okay, don't say that. It's rude. Shouldn't be using that kind of language, of course. But in a comedy show, it's quite normal to have some swear words. So he says, "Now he's fucked, isn't he?" So of course, now he's fucked. He's got he's just lost two of his paws. How's he going to fight the shark? Yeah, he's really fucked.
0: Now you've got a black bear with no front paws. He's losing a lot of blood. But luckily, he spent some time in the Moscow State Circus so he can balance on his hind two
1: feet. So now you've got a black bear with with no front paws. He's losing a lot of blood. What's he going to do? Well, luckily, he, uh, when he was a young bear, I think, he went to the Moscow State Circus. So you know the circus where they have, like, performing animals and things? And he learned to stand on his hind legs. His hind legs are his back legs. So he, he learned to stand on his hind legs. So this is the, the bear's solution. Luckily, he was trained at the circus so he can stand on his hind legs and he can kind of carry on um, fighting by standing on his, his hind legs. Yes. And if there's a little
0: kitty's bicycle around, he could probably just wheel around on that too. <laughs>
1: If there's a little kiddie's bicycle around, he could probably wheel around on that too. So this is because the bear was trained at the circus. So not only can he stand on his hind feet, he can also ride a little bicycle. So it's just a a joke on the way that, you know, the the things that a, a bear which is trained at the circus might be able to do. Stand on its hind legs and also ride a little kiddie's bicycle. Yes.
0: He's not gonna have the glorious victory he was hoping for now. Now he's gotta he's gotta like do little nips in the in the shark's ass. Just little nips, little nips.
1: Oh he's he's not gonna have the glorious victory he was hoping for. So now he's got to do little nips in the shark's ass. A nip is like a little bite. So he's just gonna have to do little bites in the shark's ass. So obviously the ass is the, the sort of the bottom or the back of the shark, right? So he's gonna to have to just do little nips, little bites in the in the shark's ass.
0: Yep. <laughs> little nips. And I wish there was an exciting way for that to finish, uh but it takes about eight hours for the shark to bleed to death.
1: <laughs> okay, so the story ends with a kind of anti-climax. Um, He says, I wish there was an exciting way for that to finish. But basically, the the shark takes about eight hours to bleed to death. So kind of a downbeat ending to the story. But it takes eight hours for the shark to bleed to death. Bleed is when blood comes out of the body. So bleed, take the shark eight hours to bleed to death. So there isn't an exciting ending to the story. In fact, it's rather a disappointing downbeat ending. But that's... That's kind of funny. I like the, the way that the story ends in such a realistic way at the end like that. It's quite funny. So there you go. That was Tony Law talking about uh, bears and sharks. And uh, you're probably thinking, look, this is a totally ridiculous, uh, stupid episode. I wonder if you are. But as I said before, I'm just going to carry on anyway. Even if even if you think it's re- ridiculous, I'm just going to keep going um, because um, I've started. So I'll finish. Now, what would an expert think about this question of uh, who would win between a bear and a shark? I wonder. Um, now, I did a little bit of research into this, in fact, and I looked on a website called All Experts, and this is um, um, All Experts. I wonder if this is a website for um, just for wild animals, or if it's um, if it's one for any. Uh, subject at all. Um, all Experts looks like a website which is um, run by some experts and you, you can ask them questions. Yeah, it's it's about animal. No, it's not just about animals. It's about anything. This is a website called allexperts.com. So that's uh, http colon forward slash forward slash en dot All Experts, that's A L L E X P E R T S dot com. And this looks like a website where you can ask questions, and they will do lots of research into it in order to find out the answers to questions. And someone has sent in a question about who would win. Uh, in a fight between a bear and a shark and an expert has has answered this so you're now going to get an expert's opinion on who would really win in a fight between these two animals so here is the question first so the question is like this about 50 of my friends and i have been debating whether a great white shark or grizzly bear would win in a fight in four to six feet of water for about one year now it always comes up at bars or trips etc Perhaps an expert like yourself could provide some insight or facts about which we could further debate this issue. Of course, we would all also love to hear your opinion on which animal would win. Thanks in advance. And here is the answer from an expert named Jonathan Wright. And I'm now going to read the answer to you. If you want to read this, I will actually post this text onto the website and you can you can check it out. Um, so here's the answer. Dear Justin, thanks for your question. I must admit that it would be extremely unlikely for a grizzly bear to come into contact with a great white shark. Generally speaking, animals do not tend to have fights with members of other species. If an animal is not a potential prey there is little reason to waste any time on it. I think that the bear and shark would try to avoid one another rather than launching into a fight. If the bear could escape onto land, or the shark into deeper water, they would do so. I've looked up various websites. Some people have discussed the outcome of a fight between a bear and a shark, and there are supporters on both sides. There is even a cartoon of a brown bear holding a shark aloft. Um... Then one website states that if the bear couldn't stand up, it would lose in water. Another website also thinks the sharks would win, as the bear's claws couldn't get hold of the shark. A third website gives various ideas about the fight. One correspondent states that a shark wouldn't have a big enough mouth to swallow a bear in shallow water. Some correspondents favour the bear because of its teeth, jaws and claws – the bear can move its claws and mouth independently from the rest of the body. One suggestion is that if the bear got on top of the shark and held on, it could scoop out its brain using a massive swipe of a claw. A counter-argument is that this isn't normal bear behaviour. One correspondent thinks a grizzly bear would have enough strength to beat a mako shark in shallow water with blunt force blows crushing the shark. The bear is also a good enough swimmer to have some chance of beating a shark in shallow water. Other correspondents favour the shark, which is bigger, heavier, faster and stronger in water than the bear is. It could use its great jaw strength and biting power to sever the bear's limb, uh, leading the bear dying from blood loss. It also has tough skin covered with sharp scales. The bear couldn't survive the shark's initial assault. Another website mentions details of a shark's attack. As it opens its mouth to attack, it raises its flexible snout out of the way and the jaws, which are loosely attached to the skull, are pushed out as the mouth opens, which puts the teeth into a biting position. There is immense power behind the jaws and the teeth. There is immense power behind the jaws, and the teeth are adapted for shearing or soaring flesh as a shark clamps its jaws onto its victim and throws its head from side to side until a mouthful is torn from the body. A modest-sized a, a modest 4.8-metre great white shark can bite with a pressure of 3 tonnes per square centimetre, and will tear out a chunk of flesh measuring 28 by 33 centimetres. Sharks usually catch weakly and sick animals, so would be unlikely to attack a healthy bear. It may attack in shallow water, rushing in before a victim realises what's going on. Um, Another website called newenglandsharks.com states that white sharks are often found in shallow water, and seem to prefer eating marine mammals instead of fish, especially if the prey is found close to shore. In your scenario, the depth of water is important. Also, whether the animals are trapped in the pool, or whether they can escape. Generally speaking, the bear would win if a fight took place on land, while the shark would probably win if the fight took place in deep water. A fight in shallow water could go either way, although the bear would try to escape onto land if possible. It would only be able to swim for a limited period of time and would be in danger of drowning if the shark dragged it under the water. The bear could hit the shark on the nose, if it thought that this was a good idea, but otherwise the shark is a tougher animal and I think would be more likely to win. There is a strong possibility though of a double death, with the bear drowning and the shark suffocating. Um, Answers.google.com states that a shark slowly suffocates unless there is a stream of water over the gills. Looking at all the evidence, I think that the shark is more likely to win if the fight can only take place in water, i.e. if the bear cannot drag the shark onto land. I think that if land were available, the bear wouldn't enter the water in the first place or, or would try to escape from the water as soon as possible. A great white shark is, totally, is a totally different issue compared to a salmon. The bear could use its claws to punch the shark's nose or gouge out flesh. The shark's teeth are more powerful and if either animal lost any of their teeth, the shark has lots of spare sets. While if an adult bear loses its teeth, They are lost forever. The strength, biting power and speed of the shark in water would probably give it an advantage against the bear in most situations. While the bear could win and does have many supporters in this prospective fight, I think that the shark is more likely to be the victor. I only hope that this fight is done I I only hope that this fight is only done on a virtual level and isn't staged for the amusement of bloodthirsty people. I hope this helps you and your colleagues. All the best, Jonathan. So there you have it. That's the expert's opinion. And in the end, he decided, he thought, that the white shark, the great white shark would win. And I agree with his sentiment that he hopes that this would only be a virtual contest, not a real contest. Because obviously that would be cruel and wrong. I don't believe in blood sports, Um, but it's fun to talk about a virtual contest between a bear and a shark is quite interesting. So that's it. That's the end of this podcast. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed it, and maybe you can go off and uh, have ridiculous conversations with your friends as well. Um, do you have? Do you ever have ridiculous conversations? I'd quite like to know. Eve- please leave a comment on this podcast episode. Tell us um, if you have any ridiculous comments with your friends. And who do you think would win between a a bear and a shark? Do let me know. That's it for this episode. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, there will be more podcasts coming soon. Thanks very much. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. You can also find me on Facebook and on Twitter.